Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about... So this is episode four of a Wikipedia reading about the planet Venus. And one of the things with Wikipedia readings is some of the quality is obviously sort of it's a bit of a shit fight and people give up and let certain things through. So it's it's a complete story, but it's not necessarily the same quality all the way through. And Venus is quite an interesting planet to get your mind around about what doesn't happen there and what does happen. And the fact that it's got a very thick, gooey uh, atmosphere. Now, we're about the various people who um, studied or noted that, oh, hey, there's Venus, the, very, the big, brightest star ever, and it comes up and stuff like that. We're talking about the ancient Greeks. Though they recognised Venus as a single object, uh, the ancient Romans continued to uh, designate the morning Venus, Lucifer, literally light bringer, uh, to the evening Vesper, both of which are literal translations of the traditional Greek names. So we had phosphorus, light liver, and I don't know what the second great Greek name was. Um, Hesperus or evening star. Mm. In the second century, in his astronomical treatise Almagus, Ptolemy theorized that both Mercury and Venus are located between the Sun and Earth. In the 11th century, Persian astronomy Avincia, very famous one, claimed to have observed the transit of Venus, which later astronomers took to be confirmation of Ptolemy's theory. In the 12th century, the Andalusian astronomer Imbaja observed two planets as black spots on the surface of the Sun. These were thought to be the transits of Venus and Mercury in, by the 13th century Makara astronomy Quatob al-Din Shirazi, though this cannot be true as there were no Venus transits in um, Baja's lifetime. The Italian physicist Galileo Galilei first observed the planet the early 17th century. He found it showed phases like the moon, varying from crescent to gibbous to full and vice versa. When Venus was furthest from the sun and the sky, it shows a half-lit phase. And when it was closest to the sun and the sky, it shows a crescent or full phase. It could only be possible if Venus orbited the sun and was amongst the first observations to clearly contradict the Ptolemaic uh, geocentric model that the solar system was not concentric and centred on the Earth. So you can imagine that uh, when it's furthest, you know, seeing it from the further side, you get a half crescent. The 1639 transit of Venus was accurately predicted by Jeremiah Horrocks. So, you know, within no time whatsoever, you've got predictions. And observed by him and his friend William Cabtree, each other's homes on the 4th of December 1639, under the Julian calendar used at that time. The atmosphere of Venus was discovered in 1761 by the Russian polymath Mikhail Lomonov's. Venus's atmosphere was observed in 1790 by a German astronomer, Johann Schotter. Schotter found when the planet uh, was a thin crescent, the cusp extended through more than 180 degrees. He correctly surmised this was due to the scattering of light uh, sunlight in a dense atmosphere. Later American astronomers, Chester Smith Lyman, 
observed a complete ring around the dark side of the planet when it was in fury conjunction, proving further evidence for an atmosphere. The, the atmosphere complicated efforts to determine the rotation period of the planet. Observers from the Italian-born astronomer Giovanni Cassini and, the, and Strotter incorrectly estimated the period around 24 hours from the motions of markings on the planet's apparent surface. Ground-based research. Little more was discovered about Venus until the 20th century. It almost featureless disk gave no hint of the surface that might be like, and it was only with the development of spectroscopic radar and ultraviolet observations that more of the secrets were revealed. The first ultraviolet observations were carried out in the 1920s by Frank E. Ross, found that ultraviolet photographs revealed considerable detail uh, that the absence in, um, that was absent in the visible infrared radiation. He suggested that this was due to a dense yellow lower atmosphere with high cirrus clouds above it. Cirrus observations in the 1900s gave the first clues about the Venetian rotation. Vesto Slilfa tried to measure the Doppler shift from the light of Venus but found he could not detect any rotation. He surmised that the planet must have a much stronger rotation period, longer rotation period than had previously been thought. Later work in the 1950s showed the rotation was retrograde. Radar, which is the opposite clockwise as seen from above, um, radar observation of Venus was first carried out in 1960, provided the first measurements of the rotation period and they were very close to the modern value. Radar observations in the 1970s revealed details of the Venetian surface for the first time. Puzzles of radio waves were beamed to the planet using the 300-beta radio telescope at Sogo Observatory, and the echoes revealed two highly reflective regions designated alpha and beta regions. These observations revealed the bright regions attributed to mountains, which were called Maxwell's Monts. Uh, these three features are now the only ones in Venus that do not have, ma have female names. Exploration. The first robotic space probe mission to Venus, and the first to any planet, began with the Soviet uh, Venera program in 1961. United States exploration of Venus uh, had its first success with Mariner 2 in the 14th of December 1962, uh, becoming the world's first successful interplanetary mission, passing uh, um, 34 thousand kilometers above the surface of Venus and gathering data on the planet's atmosphere. On the 18th of October 1967, the Soviet Venera uh, 4 successfully entered the atmosphere and deployed a science experiment. Venera 4 showed the surface temperature was hotter uh, than Mariner 2 uh, had calculated uh, at almost 500 degrees C. It determined that the atmosphere was 95% carbon dioxide and discovered Venus's atmosphere was considerably denser than Venera's four designers had anticipated. The joint Venera 4 Mariner 5 data were analysed in a combined Soviet American science team in a series of colloquia over the following year, an early example of space cooperation. In 1974, Mariner 10 swung by Venus on its way to Mercury. <coughs> and took ultraviolet photographs of the clouds, revealing extraordinarily high wind speeds in the Venetian, Venetian atmosphere.
1975, the Soviet Venera 9 and 10 landers transmitted the first images of the surface to Venus, which were in black and white. And in 1982, the first colour images of the surface were obtained with the Soviet Venera 13 and 14 landers. Um, NASA obtained additional data in 1978 with the Pioneer Venus project, which consisted of two separate missions, Pioneer Venus Orbiter and Pioneer uh, Venus Multiprobe. That would be really great, Multiprobe. The successful Soviet Venera program came to a close in October 1983, when Venera 15 and 16 were placed in orbit to conduct detailed mapping of the 25% of the Venus terrain from the North Pole uh, to 30 degrees north. Lattice. North, I don't know how that does it. The North Pole to 30 degrees north. I don't know how you map such a small area. So that was page 13, page 14 coming up here. Several other Venus flybys took place in the 1980s and 90s and increased the understanding of Venus, including Vega 1, 2, Galileo, Magellan, Cassini, Huygens, that's obviously going off to um, um, Saturn, the Messenger, which is supposed to go to... Mercury, then the Venus Express and the European Space Agency entered orbit around Venus in April 2006. Equipped with seven scientific experiments, Venus Express provided unprecedented long-term observation of Venus's atmosphere, as it concluded the mission, uh, concluded the mission in December 2014. So that's a fairly long mission, nearly eight years. As of 2016, Japan's Atasuki is in a highly elliptical orbit around Venus uh, since December 2015 and there are several probing proposals under the study of Roscosmos, uh, NASA and India's IRO. What's the problem mate? another story comes to a close it's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you may you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others thanks for listening